This is a Soulfire production. Today's episode is with somebody who is so special to me, somebody I love so much, Shauna Lee. Some of you might remember Shauna from episode 309 a while back. Wow, I I can't believe that was quite a while back. So she made her first appearance on episode 309, and it was about time I had her back on my podcast. If you haven't already listened to that, I would recommend checking it out. We talk about different aspects of of Shauna's journey. And if you're not already familiar with Shauna, she is an intuitive healer and celebrity manifestation coach. She is also the number one best-selling author of The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life, and the host of The Soul Frequency Show podcast. Incredible podcast. If you enjoy this show, you will definitely love Shauna's podcast, The Soul Frequency Show. She talks all about raising your frequency and creating a life founded on truth and alignment. Shauna has over two decades of experience in sales, marketing, and business development, and combining that with her intuitive gifts, her gifts as an intuitive healer, she is an expert in leading purpose-driven individuals in really living their missions in alignment. She has worked with so many incredible people, celebrities, influencers, executives of Fortune 500 companies, fashion industry experts, and yours truly. Wow, don't I feel important. (laughs) But really, I have been working with Shauna for a few years, and I just love her so much. She has been one of the most important people in my life for a while. And, you know, when we met, it was just like instant soul memory. We have many lifetimes together and really words can't describe how magical she is. She's truly an angel on earth. And I'm literally going to cry. I just, (laughs) I love her so much. She, she really is so special to me and has been there for me, with me through some really big transitions and really difficult times. And she has been that person with me when I'm having my meltdowns and (laughs) crying and sobbing. And I just, I can't even tell you how much I love her and how much she means to me. So I was really excited to have her back on the podcast. And, you know, Shauna has this magic about her and, and the way she works that I've really never seen anywhere else. And when it comes to topics like soul purpose and fulfilling your mission, there's really no other person that I trust more to speak to this. She really is an expert at supporting people through real transformation. And we talk about that in today's episode, what it takes to really create real deep transformation in your life and what that really looks like. We talk about ego deaths and letting go of old identities and and what that means to shift your identity, letting go of what society thinks and really stepping into your mission and your soul purpose and how you even find that. We talk about the question, you know, how do I get in alignment? What does that even mean? How do I find my soul purpose? We talked about changing her name. We talked about number codes, frequency codes. She does a lot with numbers and she is such a fun person to follow. She posts license plates all the time and like peels apart what the what the strings of numbers mean. Lots of good stuff in today's episode. And if you want to connect with Shauna further, you can find her on her website, thesoulfrequency.com. Her Instagram is at the Soul Frequency, Facebook, the Soul Frequency, YouTube.com slash Shauna Lee, the Soul Frequency. All of her links will be in the show notes. 
Before we jump into the interview, just a quick announcement on my end. I am so excited about my newest offer. We are doing a two-day live experience. So this will be two half days for Awakening Accelerator. This is something that I downloaded a while back. Some of you might remember when I was in Tulum almost, was that a year ago? No, no, that was in June. It was like seven, eight months ago. When I was in Tulum, I downloaded a few courses and they were just kind of sitting. I, I did it really quickly. The guides were just telling me what to map out and I've just been waiting on the directives. And one of them was Awakening Accelerator and the guides have been telling me to bring this forward ASAP this month. So I'm really excited. It's going to be on March 23rd and March 24th, two half day intensives meant to help you learn the foundations of working with the universe. So we are going to really cover the foundations of <laughs> your essence as a soul, how this whole incarnation thing works, how you can work with the universe, manifest, ask for signs, work with your spirit team. The guides really wanted to bring forward a bridge for people because, you know, with, with my work, sometimes we can go really deep into spiritual concepts. But what about, you know, when you're just starting out and really learning, like, how do I work with my energy field? What does that even mean? What does it mean to set up energy protection? What does it mean that I am a multidimensional being incarnated in this physical body? How does this whole soul contract thing work? What is soul family? How do I work with the universe? How do I work with my energy field? So we are setting up foundations. And I find that a lot of people who like to talk about a lot of deeper spiritual concepts have like missed this baseline. This baseline that's so important, and this is true with your intuitive gifts, with working with your energy field, it, it's, it's the foundations that really set you up to be able to work with energy more efficiently and effectively. So I'm really excited for Awakening Accelerator. It's really designed for the person that is going through an awakening, has been through an awakening, and you are waking up and you're like, all right, I get it. There's more going on here than I realized. And now I want to dive into this. I've woken up. What do I do next? And so really learning about incarnation, soul contracts, soul family, vibrational resonance, working with your guides. That's what we're going to cover in Awakening Accelerator. So the link will be in the show notes to check it out with all of the information. It's going to be a live event, but you'll also get the recording if you sign up, of course, but it's going to be really fun to be there live. And even if you can't make the whole time, maybe you can come for a part of each day or part of one day or whatever. I think, you know, any, any portion you can show up to live, it's just going to be a different energy to be on there live. It's always a lot of fun to connect with you in that way. And then anything that you can't make live, you could always watch the replay. So again, that link will be in the show notes and that's going to be March 23rd and March 24th. I'm so excited. Awakening Accelerator. Here we come. That's my announcement for today. Won't keep you waiting any longer. So let's go ahead and hop into this interview with the incredible Shauna Lee. I am so excited to announce that my new book, Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe, is officially available for purchase right now. This book is a really comprehensive guide to manifestation and how the energetics of attraction really work. It is the perfect resource if you are ready to really learn how to raise your frequency, become truly magnetic, and make manifestation your lifestyle. If you really want to understand how manifestation works, I highly recommend checking out this book. The book is a completely channeled text and is 
super activating. So only get your hands on it if you are ready to truly shift your life. As always, I am so grateful for all of your support during this launch, the way that this community has supported me. It truly, truly means the world. And I really couldn't have done this without you. So thank you so much for that. And as an extra thank you for anybody who leaves a review for the book on Amazon, you can submit that at manifestationmasterybook.com and get a free bonus chapter that goes along with the book that no one else has access to. So if you want to be one of the first people to get your hands on this book, Manifestation Mastery, and if you want that free bonus chapter, just head to manifestationmasterybook.com and you can find all of the information there. You can head straight to Amazon to find the book as well. When you get it, be sure to tag me on social media at Christina the channel so that I can see that you're reading it. I can see which parts you are loving and I can repost you and say thank you so much for supporting me with this book. And if it does resonate with you, tell everybody you know. Let's spread the love. Let's spread the high vibes, all of the manifestation magic. That is my goal with this book. So again, all information you can find at manifestationmasterybook.com. And I can't wait for you to get your hands on this. The way I like to start every episode is with a couple of questions to get to know you, even though you've been on the show before, but I didn't do these last time. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So first question is, what is your morning routine? How do you like to start your day? (laughs) You're like, I don't have a routine. (laughs) Like my day is just a different thing every single day. I think like, it's so funny because I coming out of the lifestyle of like, you know, being in the same job and having to be there, you know, coming out of that, I was like, I just want to break everything up. And so literally every day is different. I usually some things I always do, like I always make like a shake for myself in the morning and I kind of sit and I go through, like I have lots of people on chat. So I I go through those chats, like feel into where people are at, like just seeing if anything is like super, oh my gosh, need Mm -hmm. to know right now. Um, it's really interesting. You probably understand this, like having, uh, energetic connections with different people that you work with, like you're constantly, you have a cord to them, right. And you're constantly in this ongoing conversation with people. And so I'm just, I feel like they're always with me, like, and I'm always with them and guiding that. So I always check in like in the morning, just kind of see if anything's a right now. Um, I son Jameson, I spend time with him. We sit, like we talk, we snuggle. Sometimes he gets up at a different time than I do, um, on different days. And so he'll, um, he'll have my husband send a text saying, Jameson wants a snuggle. So I'll stop everything I'm doing and go upstairs and give him a snuggle. So we just, we kind of really live in flow. Like there's not a lot of routine to it, but we're always together. My family and I, my husband and Jameson and I, and so we move within each other's flow, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's why I was, I was like laughing when I knew I was going to ask this because your schedule schedule always fascinates me. Uh, because I mean, even we had talked about how like you're more of a night person. And so you've kind of adjusted your whole schedule to that. And I feel like a lot of people talk about giving yourself the freedom and shifting your schedule to be in alignment with what works for you, but not that many people actually live it, but you actually live it. I totally do. And you know, I think our neighbors are like, what is their deal? We were laughing about this the other day. Cause like occasionally in the middle of the day, I will go outside in like sweatpants, And right now I'm wearing these like furry red socks because, and like my husband and I, my husband and I are both wearing them because we were born in the year of the tiger. 
And it's the year of the tiger this year, which can be a challenging year for people when it's their year. Um, but if you wear red socks or red underwear, it just helps kind of like shift that energy. So I'm like, our neighbors are probably like, what's up with the red socks. And I go out to my backyard and I like lay flat in the grass. I'm just grounding right in like sweatpants and red socks. And I, and people like there's a little street by us and like people will be riding their bikes. I'm like, they're probably just like, is that woman? Okay. Like, <laughs> what is she doing out there in the middle of the day? And my neighbors, like they can see from their upstairs and they're just yeah. probably like, what is up with those people? I mean, I think that's, that's how I feel too. Like I'm every day I'm like laying out on, I only have grass in the front yard. I don't have it in the backyard. So I'm just like laying in the front yard and everybody's walking by me and they just look at me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just here. It's fine. I'm just, it's not that weird, but no, uh, I get it. It's like, I'm like people, they have to have conversations over dinner. Like what is their deal? And we are up late. Like all of us are night owls. Mm -hmm. And so we honor that we've learned to honor that. Um, my whole life, like growing up as a kid, like when I would go to school, like first period, second period, it was just a nightmare. Like I was half asleep. Like I would wake up at third period and be like, okay, now I can start my day. Um, so I've always felt that forced morning thing. Um, and I have like tons of friends that love mornings. Like they get up there like morning is my jam. Um, but we're all night owls. And so we're, we all have cancerian in our, um, uh, it's my son, their rising signs. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just started like going, why don't I build a life that honors who I am and let myself flow in that schedule? So it's fun. It feels really good after living a life for anybody that's lived a life, trying to force themselves into structures in a myriad of ways that mm-hmm. don't honor who you are. It just feels good to be like, all right, I'm surrendering. Like how many times are people night people? And they're like, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to like forcing it. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm not going to be forcing things anymore. Well, the thing is that, well, it's funny. Like my circadian rhythm has totally changed. And so now I'm like a morning person. I like to wake up really early, which is really weird. But when I used to like try and like lean into being a night person, I felt stressed out all the time because I would wake up and like, it was like my whole, it really like messed with like my social life. And I was stressed out with work because it was like, everybody was hours behind me. So I couldn't get things done. Like I I felt a lot of stress. Have you ever dealt with that? Um, I absolutely like recognize that. And I think there's a bigger conversation to this. It's like all the ways in life that society, right. Tells us that it's better to be a certain way. Right. So in society, they say, oh, you're amazing. If you get up early, oh, you get Mm -hmm. up at five. You're really amazing. Right. You're more amazing than people that get up at seven. You can get so much done right in the morning, which is true. Like for people that feel really good in the morning, you can get up and get a lot done, but I guess the question we need to ask ourselves is like, am I willing, right, to go against the grain or against society or against the messaging to honor who I am? And it's not an easy choice because you do, you get a lot of stress or pressure from the outside. And I think part of my lived journey has been to continue to question that in myself and bend the rules, right? And to see what happens when I do that and how I feel when I honor myself. And so, you know, I live a life where I don't have a lot of like, you know, clients talk to me about different things like, Oh, I want to stop drinking, but all my friends drink. Like I don't have a bunch of friends going out drinking. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I live around people for the most part that honor their truth and, and are cool with that. And Mm -hmm. so I don't have a lot of 
heavy, heavy external pressure, but that was there at the beginning of my journey. And over time, I just kept kind of choosing what was real and true for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's that, that triggers people sometimes. And you have to like feel, you know what I mean? The pressure. Um, but I feel like part of my life journey is to feel that pressure and not to succumb to it. Right. To, to really say, how do I honor who I am now, which is ever evolving and live a life based on that and notice so I can share with other people what comes up in that process so that we can learn a little bit more and navigate that. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel pressure from anybody outside of me. It was more of like, because I leaned into that, maybe it was because I was, you know, and we were working together this time. I was like trying to date, I was being social again. And I realized like when I'm a hermit and just by myself, like, oh, I can float. And I was on a weird schedule and it worked. And then the second I was like, oh, I want to like be more social again and start dating. It just, I kept like, everybody was missing each other. So it wasn't like I felt any pressure from anyone outside of me, but it was more of like, I'm literally just like missing the time slots. Uh, it would be like whenever, like when everybody else is getting dinner or lunch, like I'm like working or just waking up. And so I felt really isolated. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It so does. maybe I just need a husband. You need a husband that has your same circadian rhythm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, okay. This leads me into the next question, which is uh, any astrology info, human design. Can we, can we learn more about your astrology? Oh gosh. Yes. I am a cancer sun. Mm-hmm. I'm a Sagittarius rising and I'm a Libra moon. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've gathered the most from that is kind of this really polarized difference between a cancer and a Sagittarius and having that as my sun and rising. Um, because there's been times in my life where, you know, that social mask of Sagittarius has been like on full display, like where I was just like, traveling, you know, going here, going there, like very much, you know, the life of the party and want to go out and have fun and all these things. Um, and then my friends used to always joke when I was younger, they'd be like, you have this homing beacon, like you'll go out and you'll have fun. And after two days, you're like, I have to go home. (laughs) And that's that cancer in me where I always had to go home and like touch base. Mm -hmm. And many times I felt in, again, in my like teenage years and very young twenties, I also felt like people didn't really know who I was. Like they saw this Sagittarius, you know, person but I really had this like deep, you know, cancer, like want to have deep conversations, stay at home, you know, snuggle, stay up late, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I many times felt misunderstood. So it was like, I was living with like two very different aspects of myself within myself. And when I met my husband, he is a Sagittarius sun and a cancer rising. So he has lived the flip-flop of that, which was really, really interesting. You know, that's such a flame thing. Well, yeah, that's like classic. Like they're all, they're opposite. And when you see my, if you met my husband, he's so reads as a cancer, like he's so like soft Mm -hmm. and gentle and even kind of soft-spoken. But inside he's like fire, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can get that part of him. That's like, so, so that like led me to learn a lot about myself um, and, and look at those different things. Also, one of the things that I thought was super valuable, have you ever looked at, is it your pinnacles? your four kind of areas. I think Um, you told me about this. I didn't do it. Oh yeah. It was super powerful for me. Um, it's like four sections of your life basically Mm -hmm. that, that are, um, it's a numerology that are a number, right? So let's say zero to like 
28, and then it's like 28 to 35, 35 to 45, and then 45 on are basically the numbers. They, they differ from person to person. Um, but it's kind of the number that rules those sections of your life. And that was super valuable for me too. Cause you know how we have many lifetimes within a lifetime, mm-hmm. like that really helped me understand some of the energies that I had experienced in my journey. Um, so that was really super interesting. And then you and I have talked about for human design, the, what is it? The arrows? Yeah. Well, I forget. We're, Are you all, we're all yeah. quad. We're both quad. Right. Which is, that's yeah. the, like, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no structure. Right. <laughs> like you're living it. I'm like, halfway in falling on my face, (laughs) like I'm trying, (laughs) Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, that makes total, total sense to me with you. And I want to look at your digestion because I feel like you're probably the same as me, which is like the one where it's called cold thirst. It's all liquids. I think I Um, am. You are. Yeah. I think I am. Yeah. Cause you're like, yeah, you're all liquids. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm basically drinking smoothies all day long. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good enough. uh, Okay. Yeah. But wait, you're a generator, right? I am. Yeah. Okay. Two. Er, And you have to have, are you two, four? I am six, two. two? Oh, you're two. We're that, we're that, we're that similar. That makes sense. That makes sense, right? That makes, yeah, I'm a two for generator quad right too. So we're, we're the same person. We really are. <laughs> it's I no mistake it. that we have found no each other. I know it's no mistake. Um, okay, cool. So next is what's a product you're really into right now? It could be like an, a card deck. It could be a food product. Um, it could be skincare. It could be like a crystal, like anything physical that you're really liking. I love this like tinted. Um, like sunscreen for your Mm -hmm. face. And I have no idea how to say the product name, but it's S-A-I-E. Have you ever seen that? No, I have no idea how to pronounce it. Okay. I, I found it. And like, I went through this whole thing because I'm like, oh, I need, you know, I need to be committed to wearing sunscreen on my face. and, And I wasn't for much of my life. And so I bought all these different sunscreens. And like the reason that I would never wear sunscreen is because it's like awful. It's awful yeah. under makeup. It's like super greasy. I feel like I'm supposed to be going, you know, when you like feel dirty after the beach or something, yeah. cause you have all this like kind of oily sunscreen. So every time I would try to do that, I would stop doing it. Cause I'm like, I hate it. I hate how it feels on my face. So I decided to buy like I think I bought like six or seven different brands of like mm-hmm. tinted, you know, I looked up all these different brands, bought like seven. I'm like, I'm going to do a taste test um, and tried all of them and pretty much hated most of them, except for this one brand that totally is great as is like, you don't need to wear, you know, makeup over it. Um, but it's great underneath makeup too. And so not cool. Clean. There you go. Beautiful. Okay. There's my plug for this company. I don't know how to pronounce your name, but (laughs) well, that's why I like, that's why I like asking that question. Cause I find out about like the most random companies that I, yeah, I wouldn't otherwise, you know, so I found some, some really cool products to just asking people. I mean, it's just a self-indulgent question, but yeah. Yeah. That, (laughs) that I love, like that's my newest find. Okay. Love that. I'm going to look it up next is uh, what's a topic you're really into right now. What are you thinking about? What are you learning about? What are you pondering? I love this question. There's so many things that I ponder that I feel like I, I know. Mean, I can't but like talk. what what phase are you in? I'm I'm like that too, but I always I'm t- I tend to get like in a phase, you know? So what's on your one mind? One of the things, this is so great. Um nobody ever asked me this. And like I think people are just like, when I start talking, they're like, what? Um no. <laughs> one of the things I'm pondering a lot is 
as a spiritual teacher, right. Or somebody that guides people through really powerful transformations, like there's a lot of energy exchange in that, right. Like intense energy exchange. When I was going through my transformation, the person that was guiding that I had zero idea what she was going through. Right. I was super aware of what I was going through and it was really intense, but I really didn't understand like how she was processing my fear or my emotion or whatever. And just how intense that was. And only in hindsight, in fact, she said to me, someday you'll understand, you know what I mean? Like this. And I really couldn't understand. And so like, you know, those times in life where you're on the flip side and you're like, Oh, now I get this. Um, and so I think a lot about like the space you hold for other people and, you know, and for people to really lean into and guide themselves through this process and you to guide them, you know, there's a part of you that you leave aside, right. To like hold that space. And, and yet every one of us is going through our own growth and our own journey. So, so it doesn't matter like how big somebody's brand is or how long they've been doing this in the world. Like they're still moving through their own process. And so like, I really think about like, where is there room for me and my process? Right. And how much like, can people really stomach your process versus like how being a guide for other people on their process and like how you divide your time between those, you know what I mean? Cause I have, like, I work with people like yourself, right. Who have guided people. And they'll say to me, like, sometimes things like, like, I'm so tired or I I'm going through this and it's just hard because I'm also holding space for other people. I mean, this is real. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like there's not enough conversation about what it's really like, um, what it takes. And for people to like, I wish I look back and I wish I could have understood more. Like someone would have really explained to me and I really could have like heard it, like what this other person was going through just to like pay respect and honor to that. And also to see that person as much as they know so much. And as they're, they're my guide to also see them as a human being, you know what I mean? To allow them space, to be a human being going through their own experience too. Cause sometimes we put people up on pedestals and, and if you're being put up on pedestals a lot, you might not even leave room for yourself, right? If enough people are seeing you. And so these conversations, I think are triggering for people. I think it's hard. You know what I mean? Like people want to see people in a certain light, but I just feel like if we really are talking about authenticity, we have to be really real about what it's like to be the person journeying because we all are right. And then what it's like for the people that guide us through our process, because many people that are getting guided through a process someday guide people through a process. Yeah. And I think when you can look at it from all those perspectives, like you just have a healthier, you know, vantage point. And we don't, we don't then hold people to being not human. Because yeah. I think it's very important that people that are guides, like are also seen as human beings too, right. Who are moving through their own thing and maybe they're steps ahead of the journey that you're on right now. So they're able to look back and really facilitate and help, but they're opening up, right. Mm -hmm. Always. And especially somebody who's a guide is like, you are always aware, right. And you're always opening doors. And sometimes that is so like happening at such a rapid pace mm -hmm. where you're just, you know, you're, you're receiving communication, you're connecting with other beings. You're, you know what I mean? There's lots going on beyond just this third dimension. Um, and so, yeah, I think about that a lot. Like where, what is the space for this? Like, will we grow to have a greater understanding 
right? Of all of the dynamics of what deep personal transformation is and in our lives and people that help facilitate that for us, because everybody that goes through like a big transformation in their life, there's many people that help you facilitate that over that journey. Like there's many hands in the, in the pot, so to speak. And all those hands in the pot are energy people are giving to help you align and realign your energy. Um, it's just a really sacred process. And so I think about the details of that. And I think about, you know, my role in sharing about that and like how we can move into even greater authenticity with all of our roles and basically what's going on here. I think by now we all know that I basically live off of beverages and people always ask me what I'm drinking. Every single morning, I drink Organifi green juice. I'm obsessed with it. If you want a natural energy boost without any extra caffeine, I highly recommend green juice. If you don't want to add caffeine to your routine, if you're not doing caffeine, or if you already had your cup of coffee and you just don't want to add more, can't recommend green juice enough. It is so delicious. It has this really unique like minty flavor. I like to just put a scoop in some water and then I put some nut milk in it and it makes it extra creamy. It's so good. I have it every single morning. And what I love about it is it really feels like an all-in-one product. So I used to every morning have a ton of powders I put into all of my beverages, but with green juice, I just put a scoop in and I get 11 different superfoods that are amazing for detoxifying the body. So I talk a lot about natural support for detoxification. It is so important nowadays with all the toxins we are exposed to. And especially if you're working on raising your vibration, making manifestation your lifestyle, some gentle detoxification support in a natural way is going to be really helpful for your body. Plus it has some of my favorite foods for decalcifying the pineal gland if you're looking to upgrade your intuition. Seriously, it's all in one. So some of my favorite ingredients in green juice, moringa, which is incredible for improving skin health, naturally boosting energy. I got really into moringa a couple of years ago, the first time Darren Aline was on the podcast and mentioned it then. There's also ashwagandha in green juice, which is an Ayurvedic adaptogen that balances out the stress hormones in our bodies. Another reason why I love to have this in the morning, balance out my cortisol levels. There is also spirulina and chlorella. I try and get a lot of spirulina and chlorella into my diet. Algae is truly a superfood loaded with micronutrients and great for pineal gland decalcification. Green juice also has beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, coconut water. All 11 ingredients work together to give you a natural detox support plus a natural energy boost. And it tastes so good. So if you want to hop on the green juice ritual, my favorite morning ritual, or try out any of Organifi's other products, because I literally use them all, I'm telling you, I'm on the Organifi diet. It's real deal. Just go to Organifi.com slash CTC, and my code CTC will get you 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC, and that code CTC will get you 20% off your order. And be sure to tag me on Instagram stories when you get your order in the mail so that I can see what you got. I love this. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot too with we've talked about this. It's like, I kind of went through this phase where I was like, I don't want to do any coaching. Like I can't deal with this. And I, I find that for me, like, I kind of know of like, okay, I just don't really want to hold a lot of space for people. So I just don't like launch things. And in that interim, 
I'll see people reaching out. Like, I want this for me. I need this for you. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not releasing anything right now or opening any space because I'm doing stuff myself, you know? And I think it's like, people don't realize, oh, this person has a process as well. But when you, I have this conversation with people in my energy healing training and like coaches that I'm training. It's like, when you sign up, like when you sign up to be, when you decide I'm going to be a healer, you're choosing a path where you're consistently going to school, like next level school, the universe is going to teach you lesson after lesson to prepare you for holding space for people, you know? And it's like, it's, I feel like the most intense personal transformation process because it never, it never stops, you know? And I think that people don't realize uh, what people are going through behind the scenes to be able to be able to support people through that, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, but at the same time, there's a personal responsibility of like, when I'm working with somebody, I don't expect them to be like, if they, if I don't, if I feel like they're not having their own process, I'm kind of questioning that. Like, are you, are you really exploring yourself and continuing to learn and expand? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I like to go into the details of like the dynamics of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't think no client should be able to hold space for their teacher, so to speak. And that's not the role that you're in. Um, but we have to, I think, have a greater understanding and there's no textbook for Mm -hmm. what is going on on the planet right now. Like there's no written rule. Like people don't go, Oh, right. I understand what massive, you know, shifting my frequency and, and up leveling my life is because I learned about this growing up, or I learned about this in school. I mean, there hasn't been like any type of standardized information for what's going on here. And so like, I kind of said to myself, if we're going to raise a new generation of people that do understand what's possible, because that's what's coming then what do we need to tell them? And like, what's important for people to know? And that might not be right at the beginning of your transformation or your ego death or whatever you're going through, because you're really involved in that. But as time goes on, like, I guess I'm just at the stage in my life where I think about like legacy and like, what is it from my teaching and the things that I receive that I really want to help people understand, right? And I receive so much information so consistently. Um, like people always ask me like about books and I'm like, I could write like 10 of them tomorrow. Right. Like just start like laying down information, but I'm also sitting with like, what is, you know, there's so much information available to all of us, like in the infinite field, what is the valuable information right now? Not 10 years from now, not 10 years ago, but right now. Um, and what is it that I feel like I'm here to, you know what I mean? To talk about, like, what's the thing I will hang my hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like people don't have these conversations within themselves. Right. It's like, sometimes it's easy to just like, let all the information flow through you. And I guess, you know, at this stage in my life, like I've lived a lot of my life, um, thus far, I'm just thinking about like, what is important, right. For me, what do I feel like when I get to the end of my life, I'm like, yeah, that is what was important for me to share. And this is what's important, you know what I mean? And valuable for people to know that are ready to receive this at this time. And so I'm kind of, that's the process I'm in right now is like really looking at that, um, through this year, like this is kind of a year where I'm not taking on any new projects. I've built all kinds of things over the past several years and I'm spending a lot of time in meditation. I'm spending a lot of time in nature. I'm spending a lot of time in flow and, um, and yeah, it's a really, it's been a really powerful experience thus far. It's a really powerful question. And here's some, this is leads into something I wanted to talk to you about because 
whenever I, I don't know that many people that, I mean, I don't even really know how to describe what you do. I guess you would call it coaching, but like, it's not like, you know, I don't even know how to describe what it is. It's so unique to you and not that I don't know that many people that like can facilitate that type of transformation. Um, and people come to me with these big questions and I just keep asking these questions of like, how do I get in alignment? How do I find my sole purpose? Right. Like, like how do I find fulfillment? And it, it, to me, it's like such a, it's such a big question. And we've kind of talked about this privately. Like, what does that actually take? You know, I always think like, you know, you just need to talk to Shauna, <laughs> like just talk to Shauna and just like get in the, get in the vortex and like write it out. Like I don't think about it, just like be in the process. But a lot of people who are asking that question, um, in that way are, are thinking like, okay, what's the 10 step process to get me there? And how can I get this done in three months? And it's like, that's just not, that's just not what it's like, you know? And so how would you describe like what it really takes to create that transformation? Like, what does that really look like? Well, it's more than most people want to commit to, right? Like (laughs) we want to skim the surface. We want to go like, yeah, give me the 10 steps and let's get this done. It's like the society that's like, take a pill and make it all go away. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't, you know, heal the root cause in our physical body and it doesn't, you know, shift our vibrational frequency. So, you know, I always say that it's like, you know, we have to have a culture where we become used to like releasing things. Because in the act of releasing things that hold us in an old vibration that doesn't feel good, right? One that people say, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want my life to be this. I don't want it to include this. Then we have to be willing to like release the things that are no longer in alignment, right? It's not like people go, oh, I want to get in alignment, but I don't want to get rid of anything in my life, right? I want to have the same boyfriend that doesn't work, (laughs) this relationship that isn't working. And I just want to, I can't, I force that into alignment. Can't I keep him and, you know what I mean? Somehow make this work. And, and so we have to be real with ourselves. We have to get into truth. I mean, that's what I really help people see is like the bigger picture of truth that sometimes we've eluded ourselves. Like we're just like, I can't look over there and I don't want to, you know, we don't even realize it. And so when we start getting into greater truth, we start seeing like, okay, what needs to be released, whether it's like a mindset, a person, you know, just all kinds of things in our life. And that's a process of getting to that truth. That doesn't happen overnight. We don't just look at our whole life and go, right, I need to get rid of these 25 things. We come upon it as we go deeper and deeper into our truth. So there's a process and we kind of start surrendering and letting go and realizing that, oh, as I release this, I allow space for this to come in. And all of that is moving us into alignment. So, you know, when we, when I connect with the energy of people that I'm working with, I'm basically, um, it's like a massive intention. I'm setting an intention to align that person to their highest soul frequency uh, possible in this lifetime. So everybody has a different scale of what they can align to. And that intention, I hold energy with that person through the whole process, right. Of, of working with them, which takes a lot of physical energy, you know, to do like a lot of people don't stay connected right throughout. It's like you connect and you go away, you connect and you go away. And I'm just realigning, realigning, realigning. And so aha moments come up for people through that realignment. You know, we don't really always realize what's going on underneath the scene or like underneath the surface or what I'm doing in the background. Um, But that's how we shift our vibrational frequency. And then of course, when our frequency shifts, like authentically, not because we're forcing something, um, then new things just start showing up in our life. So 
So I think people look at it incorrectly in that they want to force new things into the frequency that they already exist at. And I don't have anything to do at all. People want to think that I do, but I actually don't have anything to do with, with what comes in, right? Like they're like, can you make this come into my life? I don't make that come into your life. I align you to a frequency where that's naturally going to flow into your life. If it's in your best and highest, right? If it's a soul, if it's a soul and heart desire, not an ego desire, Mm -hmm. then we naturally have that. And then that is possible in our life. So it's something that, um, like you said, I, I, it's just who I am. Like I never learned how to do this. There's no methodology or thing that I've been taught or Mm -hmm. certification program or anything like that. In fact, I've, I've largely stayed away from, um, outside education because I really, as this started to show up in my field that I could do this, I wanted to just go deep into like, what is this? What is this unique expression of me in this lifetime and how can that affect other people's lives? So I've just been in deep, you know, learning of, of with my guides and my higher self, like about what is possible for people, but it's pretty extraordinary to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's extraordinary to feel, (laughs) you know, know. I I think it like, it definitely triggers. And we've talked about this where I'm like, I've had people come into my space who are like, well, I don't like this format. Cause like, what are we learning? What are the lessons? And I'm like, that's not how I, that's not how we do this. Like we don't plan anything. We're like looking at what, what's coming up, you know, and people really want to stay stuck in that paradigm of like, well, I need to know what's a curriculum. Like, what are we covering this week? Next week? Are we talking every single week at this time? And that's really limiting. And it's just like really, really limiting. And I feel like that's how people hold themselves back from like the the biggest breakthroughs. Cause it's like, oh, you want to talk about this on week three, but like, we're really supposed to be talking about this. And that could lead you to the bigger shift more quickly. And that's really all that is, is a manifestation of I'm not safe in my heart space. So when we move into our linear logical mind, it's because at some point in our experience in this life or in past lives, or many times we have felt like I need to close my heart space. I need to close my into, we close our intuition when we close our heart space and I'm not safe feeling into things. So then we, we move that energy from our heart, which our heart has so such a big energetic field, but we move that energy up to our mind, which again, society is like, loves that, right? Like you should be smart. Um, and we start really like, if you imagine that your brain has a certain amount of energy and your heart has a certain amount of energy, when we take all the energy that belongs in the heart and put it up towards our brain our linear logical mind, and we say, I'm going to move all my decision-making process to my brain and my mind this thing runs on overdrive, right? Your head is just like, boom, boom, boom. So if people that have trouble, like stopping thinking, or they feel like they have a really circular, you know, thoughts, all that kind of stuff, that's just evidence of like, I'm running all my energy up to my brain. And then when we do that, because we don't feel safe in the moment when we're doing that, we make choices. Like we need to know what's a, what's B, what's C, like we need to know what's coming down the line because we don't have self-trust. Right. And we don't have access to our own intuition to feel into the moment. And so that, that makes us really active in our head, right. Really active. And this is, this is a byproduct of society too. Like, this isn't just like you made a choice about this. So it's just interesting. Like I help people like bring some of that energy back into their heart space and, and be able to like learn to feel safe, right. In our heart space. Cause we can't really live our soul led life without our intuition and feeling into moments. 
Um, the brain is actually supposed to support the heart, not flip-flop. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting time because a lot of people are really, you know, if you, if you were living, like if we were having a conversation 20 years ago, a conversation, it would be obviously different. There wasn't as much, um, energy behind this, meaning like people are really going to feel the push to, to, um, approach some of these, these topics and, and to look at them in their life. And sometimes it's kind of like frustrating because if we want to hide out, and then we feel this push behind us, we're like, wait a second, I don't want to look at this, but we feel like we're being pushed right a little bit. And, and that's just a byproduct of, you know, the energy on the planet and all the changes going on. I know a lot of us are getting really sick of Instagram. It's very saturated and hard to find quality information there. And that is why I am shifting my focus toward other platforms, doing more on my own website, on my blog, on YouTube, and the podcast, of course. But the other place that I'm focusing my energy toward is Prism. Prism is a new content platform that specializes in informative content that is rooted in 5D consciousness. So this is where you can learn about conscious wellness, beauty, fashion, relationships, astrology, human design, accessing your intuition, all things spirituality, 5D conscious lifestyle, and how to really embody the frequency of abundance, which is how we manifest. And what I love about Prism is Everything is in one place and you have the opportunity to contribute as well. So I have been writing some articles to go up on Prism. And if you want to be a contributor, you could submit articles as well and have the chance for them to get featured. They get reviewed. And if they're chosen to get featured, then you're featured on the website. So this is the place to find high quality information. That's really the why behind Prism. A lot of platforms are feeling really cluttered and kind of watered down with information. So if you're ready for the real deal, you know, I don't sugarcoat anything. I like everything to be very real, authentic. Let's get straight to it. And that is what this platform represents. So if you haven't already, go to prismofficial.co, P-R-I-S-M-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L.co. You can find all the articles there. You can submit your own article and be sure to subscribe to get a weekly update with the newest content. And you'll also get a bonus free 5D meditation sent straight to your inbox. Again, that's prismofficial.co. We're definitely being pushed. You know, I think people are just having this conversation the other day and I'm like, look, if you don't, (laughs) if you don't willingly go there, like you'll be forced to go there. And that's not, that's like far more uncomfortable, you know, like it's far more uncomfortable than if you willingly are like, okay, I'm going to explore this. I'm going to go down this path, you know? Um, And I think this is, this whole conversation is tied into like the ego death and not attaching your identity to you know, anything outside of you or like who you were and being able to release and shift and change. And I am curious more about what that, that process was for you. I mean, I think about like, like you changed your name, like you, you changed your name, your business, you know, everybody was telling you don't name your business that. And you're like, "Eh, we're just doing this. Can you, can you like share more of that story for people? Yeah. Like I had an ego death times 10. Um, really like everything in my life came up for evaluation and change. Like, and I felt this was really around the time I was having my son, Jameson, when I was pregnant with him, like something about his energy in my body was just pushing me. Um, and it makes so much sense now that I know him. Um, but he, but he is just pushing and pushing. And there were so many things in my life and my husband's life 
that needed to evolve and change that like weren't working. And the, the crazy part is that when I met my husband, like we were a full soul connection, but we also had ego connections in the way that I was brought up. He was brought up how we were living our life. And so the soul connections are what kept us on the journey, you know, moving forward together, the ego connections had to go. Right. And so there was a lot of work that we did together, you know, what I mean? on this journey, a lot of times relationships can't you know, can't withstand an ego death of one member. And so it's really powerful that we were able to move through this together. But really, I, I made so many decisions that I look back on and go, wow, no wonder people thought I was losing my mind. Cause they did. Like most of the people in my life were like, are you sure you're mentally okay? Like you need to go get checked because I did things like I got to a point in my journey where I had, my husband had a very high paying job. I had a very high paying job. My husband left his high paying job and then we just had mine. And then I got to a point where I just left my high paying job with zero plan for like how I was going to make money and a child at home and a husband that has left his high paying job. And people are like, you just don't do that. Right. Like you just don't do that in society. And they're like, so what's the plan? I'm like, I don't know. Like we're going to find out. (laughs) And at the time, like I knew part of me knew it was crazy, but part of me knew like I was supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't recommend this to people. I always (laughs) tell people that I'm working with, like, yeah, it's a tough path when you do things like that. Right. You definitely kick things into motion really quickly, but it's a tough path. Um, and so that brought up like doing big things like that when, when you feel that you have to do them or that's your journey brings up everything at once. I mean, talk about fear and just like, you know, past programming and all this kind of stuff, like coming up right in front of your face. Like I moved through a lot in a relatively quick amount of time. I spent a year crying every single day, like, and part of it at a certain point, I knew that it wasn't just like crying about what was going on in my life, but I was literally just shedding energy like shedding, shedding, shedding. And I learned at a certain point to not identify it with anything just to let the energy flow. Um, so I went through a year of that. And then, and I really was like, will I cry for the rest of my life? And am I going to be stuck here forever? As most people feel when they're in ego death, like, is this it? Um, and then literally like after one year, it just stopped. Right. And it was like the sun came out and it was this feeling of you're complete. And now you need to, um, create something in the world. And so I felt a lot of fear around that, even though I'd had this big job before I literally felt like I was learning to walk again. Like I didn't know where to start starting my business, even though I had owned and ran businesses. So it was a really weird feeling. And I explained to people too, when you shift your frequency, like it's a new you, it's like you've rebirthed yourself. And sometimes you have to start with crawling and then you have to start with walking. It's like learning all over again. So I had that experience. Um, And then I built the first iteration of my business, which was really from a lot from my mind at the time, like, this is what I know how to do. This is how I can help people. Um, and it was a great stepping stone for me. Like I'm a fan of just like getting out there and starting something and you will discover and grow, you know what I mean? As you're meant to, if you get on the court. So I got on the court, um, and I started working with people and then all this other stuff started coming in, right. Which is really the basis of the soul frequency. And I started to be able to see all of the energetic connections, you know, between people's like childhood and past life and how that was manifesting today and where people were out of energetic alignment and, and how like exactly it's almost like a, like a computer algorithm program of how they need to get back into alignment. Like it's like a little bit here, a little bit there. They need to understand this. They need to, you know, it's like, boom, 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 boom. 
And then I just started testing it with people, you know, who were open to that type of thing, like in the first iteration of my business. And then at a certain point, like you mentioned, I was like, this is called the soul frequency. And this is what this business is. And people were like, you can't name your business the soul frequency. Nobody knows what that is. And at the time, like it was so funny because now frequency gets talked about all the time, I feel like. Um, but at the time it wasn't being talked about all the time. And so it was really even more foreign to people. I'm like, nope. And I'm like, that's the name. I liked the number of the name, you know, the vibration of the name. Um, I'm like, no, that, that feels right. And so I kind of, at that point feel like I really like went off on a path by myself. Like I just went out, you know, like, this is what I'm going to do. Everyone else doesn't understand this people like in my life and family have not understood any of this for the most part, like a lot of people. And then, um, yeah. And then I changed my name because there was a lot of karma. Like I burn off a lot of karma for people in my lineage, like, and I've known this for a long time, but when I got married and I took on my husband's last name, I got karma from like that side. And it put me in a number vibration that was just really, really intense. Um, there was a lot of, you know, karmic numbers are four and eight. So there was a lot of eight vibration, like throughout my number chart. And that's really, really when things ramped up. Like when I got married was when things, when I changed my name. Um, and so I kept telling my husband, I go, I feel like I'm like Prince, like I'm supposed to be the symbol formerly known as, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't feel any connection to a name anymore. Like that, that the idea of a name to define who I am, like just felt weird. And so we talked about a lot about that. And I was like, I feel like I'm, this is prior to my book coming out. I was like, I got to make a choice about this. Cause like, I don't want a book out there with my old name on it. And so, yeah. And what it did is it changing my name, not only changed the vibration, but it also, I took off like a last name because what I was not feeling resonant with anymore is carrying a surname that's tied to other people. Cause I don't, honestly feel like I am super connected to the human lineage. So that felt really freeing. It felt like I could be all of me right. Um, after that experience. And I didn't, I didn't need to be tied to some of this karmic stuff, you know, anymore. I'm still burning off karma of different people in my system, you know, family system and things like that, but it didn't feel as like, I don't know, like, like I was being kept prisoner of that or like as intense as it did before. And so that was like very freeing, um, as well. And it also is just a commentary on like, you get to define who you are, right. You can choose. And I mean, all these things we think are solid, aren't solid, like nothing's solid. So you can not only choose your reality, you can choose your name, you choose where you want to live. You choose how you want to do your day. I mean, all of it. Like, so I'm just, I think I'm playing in the playground of like, how free are we and how much yeah. can we actually choose? Yeah. Well, I remember like, I forget when this was, but I remember telling you, I was like, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I'm just going through this thing where I don't want to have a name. Like, I just, I really don't like having a name. I don't want a name. And I felt so crazy. And you were like, oh yeah, I get it. Like I changed my name. Like, and I was like, oh my God, I'm not, it was like in deep resistance. And it, it was, it was around the time when I was, um, like the trans channeling stuff was really turning online. And I feel like that brought up for me a lot around like identity and who am I and like fluidity. And I was just like, why would I attach myself to any single name when I'm like all of 
all of this stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't get to choose the name. Like I didn't like that. It's chosen for us. Like, and, and sometimes like chosen for us in a vibration or by a person that we don't necessarily feel super connected to once you go through like your spiritual awakening, it's all very interesting. Right. I mean, the way that we, it's like, you will be this, right. This will be your name. This is what you will believe. Cause this is what our family believes like all of that. Right. I mean, I think in any ego death or spiritual awakening, you start to question all of those things and you should, because that's how you discover like what is authentic to you. If we don't question, you know, questioning that curiosity of questioning is so awesome. Like we have to ask the bigger questions and we have to ask them of ourselves and other people. And that's how we're able to feel into like, Hmm, what's right for me. I think one of the things that I'm curious about how this came up for you, like, is it was, has it always been easy for you to just kind of release? I mean, I think about myself and a lot of big decisions I've made or people think I'm crazy. And I'm like, I'm not really, I'm like used to a whole swap out of all, all my friends. Like I've been through it so many times where I'm like, everybody who was in my life yesterday is no longer here. (laughs) Um, and so I just got kind of gotten used to that. So it doesn't really hold me back anymore. But I think that's the reason why a lot of people don't let go of things or like, don't let themselves play, you know, in the freedom playground, because the thing that holds people back is like, well, what about my friends? What about my family? Like, how is this going to affect them. And so for somebody who's struggling with that, you know, I think a lot of people right now are going through ego deaths, like they're being pushed to being pushed to their highest timeline and, and being shown like, Hey, release this. It's, it's not in alignment with your truth, but they're resisting it because they don't want to lose people, right? What people are going to think, uh, and, and the resistance people feel from family and friends. Like, what would you say to that person? I mean, to me, that's the crux of everything, Yeah. right? If there wasn't other people involved, if you were living alone on an island, shifting your frequency would be relatively, you know, simple because you're only with your own energy. Mm -hmm. And so if someone was guiding you through that process, you would just go, right? The thing that we resist is the release of people and relationships and dynamics because they anchor us to a certain reality. And releasing that is obviously emotional, you know what I mean? And then there's society constructs like, oh, well, that's family. You have to like, there's, there's an unwritten rule about, oh, but it's family, meaning you should put up with just about anything because they're family. Right. And so people are in all kinds of like, you know, traumatic, abusive, whatever situations with quote unquote family. it's like, oh, but it's family. You can't just not talk to your mom or your dad. You can't just you know, not talk to your brother, it's family. And yet many times we're born into, you know, human family, that's not soul family. So we feel like the people don't get us. We feel like, you know, it's just, it's an uphill battle all the time. Um, and you know, at a certain point, I think we also think of it as like, either I have to totally get rid of them or I have to totally be enmeshed with them. And we don't have to completely like sever ties all the time. We just have to learn how to put space like in our dynamic and relationship and how to accept who that person is and not need them to change or bring them, not bring to their table, like information or sharing that they can't receive or have anything valuable to stay and continue to get hurt by that. Right. Like how many times do people go back to people and go, Oh yeah, I'm going to share all my deep feelings. And that person continues to not be able to receive that. And then you continue to be hurt by it. Like happens all the time. So there's a whole process. I just think navigating relationships, you need a lot of support 
through that. And, and again, it doesn't all change overnight, but over time, you'll continue to move towards your truth and you'll move away from things that just don't feel good in your life or don't feel resonant. Um, and the act of holding on just means there's a lot of emotion under the surface for you about the connection that you have with that person in your life. We resist feeling our emotions. It's just part of what we do. Like when someone like, especially women, when they start crying, right. It's like, Oh my gosh, my makeup's going to run, like hold back my tears. You know, there's this, a lot of societal, like, we just don't feel our feelings fully all the time. We hold them back often. Right. Or I don't want this person to see me cry, or I don't want, you know, to show them this side of me. And so when we're holding on for dear life to somebody, there's just a well of emotion underneath that, which is energy that needs to move. So it's not just about the person. It's about whatever the dynamic of the connection is and the frequency that you're on with that person. We always feel emotion when we're going to grow right? It's like, even if you are moving out of like a really small apartment into a nice bigger house, you might cry in your small apartment because you're like, Oh, my apartment. Like I feel so emotional about leaving it, even though you're going to a nicer, bigger house. Mm -hmm. So we mourn, right? Relationships. We mourn changes, even if they're positive, wonderful changes. We can't be afraid of our emotions. We have to learn to navigate the release and the emotions that are underneath it. If we want to connect to our highest self. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, for everybody listening, Shauna and I have had many sessions where she's just listening to me cry. <laughs> well, it's important. <laughs> you need that person, right? Like, yeah. because for you, like, I mean, I don't know, you won't mind me sharing this, but like, I don't care. there are times in your life, like that no one could hold you in your sadness, right. Or hold mm -hmm. you in your tears or be able to receive that. Like yeah. how many times do people grow up, you know, with friends, family, parents that are like, Oh, stop crying. Or, oh, you're so emotional. Like, especially, you know, I mean, you're an intuitive, right? In person, you're emotional. You're connected mm -hmm. to your emotional channel. And, and you grow up around people that are like devoid of emotion and they've shut everything down. And then you're basically channeling all the emotional energy in the family system. So you're like double emotional yeah. and you're the mirror, right? And the family system is like, oh, can she just stop? And basically what they're saying is, oh, I don't want to deal with my own emotion being mirrored back to me. And then you're like, and then you're the crazy one, right? Because you mm -hmm. feel all these feelings and it's so much to deal with. So like that, that I just described is like at the crux of why we just feel like we can't move through our emotion or let it come up. And so when you can just be with somebody that just can see you, you don't have to explain to them. You don't have to anything. You just can feel your feelings. And then guess what? You move beyond them, right? Yeah. You get the shift, you move on, you have the aha moments. Um, we're missing, I mean, that I think about too, and I think about legacy, like we're just missing safe spaces of love and connection where you can just let it all, let it all show and, and not feel bad afterwards. Yeah. That's something that I've been thinking about a lot in conversations with different people around like, how come I just can't open up with this person? Like, where am I self-sabotaging? And I'm like, there's, there can be a piece of that, but I just feel like there's also this intuitive mechanism of, I can feel myself in some conversations holding back. And that's like this thing within me of like, this person can't hold this. They can't receive this, but then I can get on a call with somebody like you, one of my close friends. And like, instantly I just, am, I'm sobbing. Right. Or I have this with other people in my life. They're like, I don't know why with you, I always cry. And it's like, well, because you can, you feel intuitive, like it's safe here. I can, I can do that, you know? And I think that reflection can 
uh, really show you like, I mean, how many relationships do you have where you actually feel safe to cry or feel safe to, to be seen? And if you feel like, oh, I, I can't cry, ask yourself, like, do I have people in my life where they it feels safe in my body? Yeah. And you know, what's even more important than even the moment that you're able to feel that safety and to let the emotion out is that you then learn that it is possible that there are other people like that, right? You then your, your, your whole consciousness goes, oh, if I can do this with this person, then not only can I feel safe within myself, which is the most important thing, but I can call in other people, right? There have to be other people too, that I can feel safe with. And there's a whole new imprint that gets created, right? Which is like, even in relationship, like, cause when you're in a container where you can go and you can feel your emotions, like with a friend or, you know, a guide or whatever, and you feel safe, then the areas of your life where you don't right in relationship become glaring. You're like, Oh yeah, it feels totally different over here than it does over here, which helps you release the thing, you know, you need to release part of the emotion about release is that we know we need to release things. And we don't want to acknowledge that right? Very rarely have I said to somebody, Hey, like, how's this going? Right. And have them be completely unaware, right. That that's something that they should probably move through and move on. Um, most of the time our resistance is I know I should move on, but I don't want to, right. Cause I don't want to face the feelings. I don't want to, you know, it's painful. It's difficult. Whatever our story is about it. Like that's how we feel. Um, we're not, not aware right? Like for the most part, 99% of times we're super aware, like it's dawned on us at one point or another, like maybe I shouldn't be here, but, but we have to build up the strength within ourselves, right. And build up that truth within ourselves to make the choice. Yeah. I think that ties into just being so caught up in our heads about, I mean, I think about me and like where it's taking me longer to recognize. And I'm like, I was thinking, well, am I self-sabotaging? Am I pushing somebody away? Like all of these other stories. And like, um, you know, sometimes it could be a process to really- It's always a process. Yeah, right. And I think also kind of like gaslighting my own emotions in a, yeah. In a way. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to like, you have to go through the process of like, you know, never should anybody, people just don't, right? People don't have that first moment of like, maybe I shouldn't be here and leave tomorrow. Like you have to go through your process of like, is this me? Is there something I'm supposed to be learning in this dynamic? Like, is it the other person? Is there some effect I can have here? Right. Is there some shift we can have together? Like people have to explore that. And I think it's beautiful to explore that. I, I, you know, I always, I told you to explore that right. In many different ways, because there's a point in time where we get to the point where we either say, yes, this can move and evolve. And I'm seeing evidence of that or no, this isn't going to move and evolve, but I have done, there's something beautiful in like, I have done everything. I've left no stone unturned. I have tried, I have showed up, I have learned my lessons from this. And if at that point, it just feels the energy feels heavy and it doesn't feel productive and it doesn't feel loving and kind, and you can't be all of yourself in that dynamic, then you get, you get that clarity and you make the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know may or may not be connected, but something I wanted to ask you about that I I'm like thinking about is a lot of people in my community will ask questions about, um, raising their little star seeds. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to hear what you have to say about this, because I think it ties into, well, the way I'm raising this child is going to be very different. Everybody, everybody loves to judge parents, right? Everybody loves to have something yeah. to say about how someone's raising their kids. It's like, 
I mean, so ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I'd be curious, like, to hear more about, and I'm sure this will be helpful, like your kind of your approach with with Jameson and just like letting him be who he is. And I think a lot of, I mean, I don't really always know how to answer. I just kind of channel what comes through, but it's different to actually be a parent because I have a lot of people in my community who are like, you know, even like the way they eat, right? Because it's different. Like their bodies are different. Um, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm worried they're not going to get enough nutrients. They just want to like drink chocolate milk all day. You know, so how do you like navigate that when your kid is just so, so clearly this, this, you know, crystalline star yeah. child? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, Jameson came in as like a teacher. So I feel like, you know, and he talks about other kids as like the kids, like the kids <laughs> need to know, to know this, right? Like he's not a kid. Yeah. Um, and so he has taught me many things from the time he was little, like even before he was, you know, putting full sentences together. Mm -hmm. Um, but we always honored, like he, was having these other experiences. Like he, you know, had a lifetime on the Titanic. And so he came in loving the Titanic and building Titanics at a very young age and talking about the engineering of the Titanic and why it hit the iceberg and all of these things. So that's kind of surprising, you know, when your three-year-old is basically talking about the Titanic and they've never introduced the Titanic to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we just always honored that we listened to it. We honored it. We asked him, you know, to tell us more. And from day one, we didn't push up against like his natural inclinations or desires. Um, we just started to notice them. And, and so that, that requires a lot of bending on the part of the parent, right? Because a parent really wants a lot of times to say fit into my mold. And we didn't do that from the beginning, which gave him a lot of freedom to explore who he was and be who he was. And, um, and he has continued to like, just really like change my whole mind on, on how these kids need to be parented. Cause it's not so much about parenting this idea of parenting. Um, it's just about a safe space, right? Creating a safe space. They will cultivate themselves right? And you can't force it. Like a lot of the behavioral problems that they're seeing in like these younger generation, you know, children is really just because they're being forced, right? All the time, like forced to eat this, forced to do this, forced to do that, forced against their will. And their will is very strong. And, and they understand specialization. So they understand that they came for a specific purpose, not to do everything. So the way that our current education system is set up, is give them everything, bits of everything. And so you might find that your child really wants to just focus on one thing and they want to get really good at one thing. And, um, and that's actually part of this next wave where people learn to be more in community and work together and understand their role rather than trying to, for safety reasons, I need to know everything. I need to be able to do everything. Um, so, so they might be in school and like not being, you know, not caring about certain subjects or not getting good grades in those subjects or paying zero attention. Right. Cause they just simply are like, I didn't come here for this. I don't care. And then they're super hyper-focused in other areas. So you just want to watch this behavior. Like if they're very young in how they are taking to things and honor what they're taking to. And yes, of course, a child needs to learn to like read and write and do the basic, you know, skill sets, but don't like, don't force it, right? Make mm -hmm. it fun, make it playful, build it into what they love. Um, explain to them that it's important to have basic skill sets, but honor the fact that they have something they came for. 
and something that they excel at and that they're good at and let them, let them be good at that, right? Let them get to mastery in whatever way and support them in that. So that's one of the things I would recommend because um, they all play a role and they know it at an intrinsic level. Um, another thing is like, yes, their digestion is different. What they eat is different. Um, Jameson always, he drinks a lot during the day, right? He is he just, cold thirst too? Did you I don't know if he is. I don't know. But he, from the time he was young, like more than eating, he wanted to drink things like all day long, like still to this day. Um, sometimes, and I've noticed too, that there'll be certain days where he, he eats more food and then he'll go days without, with eating less food. So he's like, and we always taught him like, listen to your body, you know, listen to your body. And obviously our body doesn't want the same amount or the same things every single day. So he's gotten really good, you know, at listening to that. Um, I taught him when he was very young to be able to verbalize his emotions, right? Like to be able to feel sadness and say, I am sad. Like this has been really valuable for him to be able, because these kids have big emotions to be able to communicate their emotions, right? Like talk about them rather than just, you know, temper tantrum or, you know, feeling all the feelings, but not being able to have a conversation about it. I want him to be able to tell us, right. And have us honor that. Um, he told us, um, and, and I, th- I, I intuit that there'll be more of this too, because the traditional education system is so old school, right. And doesn't really honor these kids, like kids are going to bump up against it and they're kind of here to reformulate it. So they, um, you know, when he was five, he was like, I don't think I am supposed to go to regular school. Like, I, I think I'm done here. Like, they don't understand how my brain works. Like, he tells me this. They don't understand how my brain works. So so we have approached education in a much different way. Like, he is homeschooled, and it's so fun. There are so many awesome ways to teach kids these days. And, like, he, he uh, takes classes, like, from, you know, 23-year-olds that go to, you know, MIT and <laughs> University of Texas. And he has amazing conversations with them and learns, you know, how to code computers and how to build things. And, and they always like, right. And they're like, he's so smart. Like it's crazy what he knows. He was telling the, the 23 year old about the Hindenburg. He's like, he goes, can you believe he made it to age 23 and he doesn't even know about the Hindenburg. (laughs) Like this is my son. Um, so you can expose them to just all kinds of things, right? That they find valuable. That's really beautiful. So if that journey ever presents itself, I know a lot of people um, who have kids aren't happy with the things that are going on, you know, especially here in California, if people are in California. Um, there's so many opportunities and there will be more and more for alternative, you know, education for these kids too. So if, you know, I just, I have helped so many clients, um, not that they ever came to me for this, cause I don't like particularly coach on it, but have found their way to alternative education, like just through the process of raising their own frequency. Um, and there's lots of cool stuff out there. So I, I just always say to parents, like, don't be afraid if you feel like the system isn't built for your child, or if you feel like old systems are antiquated, there's, if you really just start exploring, there's just so much out there. This is part of the new world, right? And they're helping us build it. Yeah. I mean, we're being, we're being, it's really cool for me to watch of like, I'm sure you feel this way of like kind of seeing where it's going and then watching the process of it unfolding. And it's like, oh, we're just being led exactly. Like when we go back, like when we get to where we're really living more in community and education is completely different, even, and you know, the way that we eat, the way that we uh, live is going to be totally different. And I think about like, for me growing up, we've talked about this, like just like my sensitivity and how my body just like 
didn't work in ways, you know? And then, um, I feel like the actual physiological shifts are coming in, in this, this younger generation where it's like it, that like the physio, the physiology now is matching what they want, what they know they need. Whereas I feel like I was kind of in the group where it was like, um, the physical body just isn't the vessels off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, get this big energy into this like antiquated vessel. Yeah. And try to make that all work. Well, and I know that you've, you've kind of had that too, right? Like maybe, can you speak more to why so many, however you want to describe it, starseeds, intuitives, like, uh, people who aren't that resonant with human, uh, have a lot of different body issues. Well, I mean, for so many reasons, like, you know, some of it can just be vibrationally being so different as a soul versus, you know, the density of the third dimension, like, um, so much of the stuff that I've been through body wise, like has to do with, like, I always get taught lessons through my own life to share them. Right. So, so some of the stuff that like, I recently, you know, went through like a full body, like like (laughs) in the hospital, um, lay out. And, and when that happens, like things like that happen that are so abrupt, they don't make any sense. Like nobody ever understood and understands what happens. Like nobody understood when this happened to me, like why it happened or how it happened. Um, things like that are just lessons, right? So it's sent me down this whole like rabbit hole of our physical energy, our mitochondria, how our body uses energy, like how that energy is connected to our intuition. So I'll be sharing like a lot about, you know, what I'm receiving from this, but had that not happened to me with my body at the top of the year, like I probably wouldn't have opened up to that. Right. Like I said, there's infinite information out there, but until something like affects your life, you just might not be paying attention to it. So it's kind of like, I knew that when I was sitting in the hospital, I'm like, Oh, here we go. Like, you know what I mean? New door is opening and there's new information. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about this too. Like um, teaching them about some of the stuff that's gone on over the past two years physically for people with the virus and, and what that's doing in the human body. Cause a lot of that information I'm receiving, um, there's like, because it is not of natural, you know, um, origin, like there's a lot of dysregulation happening and things that people aren't tracking back to that, um, that are going on in people's bodies and, Um, so that all that information started coming through and like, you know, I was just on like on a call with somebody who was like, Oh, I was going to cancel today because I wasn't sure what to talk about. And then of course, like they received all this information that they needed. Right. They didn't think I was going to talk to them about their physical body. Um, because I don't really do that, but it's all interconnected. And so, you know, we have to understand that as we're ascending, as we're having a spiritual awakening, our body, right. Is changing its structure along with that as well. So we're going to have like aches and pains and different things that get our attention. And they're also a roadmap. Like you can see those aches and pains or, or diagnoses or whatever as a roadmap to a greater understanding of, of who you really are. And, you know, the body is pretty incredible, even though it's here in the third dimension, it is a really incredible healing machine. Um, and we just have to understand it a little bit more. Yeah. It's for anyone listening. Cause I've like mentioned this before. Like when I wanted, when I, when I got diagnosed with like Lyme and mold, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like at this point I have been so many years in protocols and everything. And I'm like, I'm not doing 
the protocol. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm done. And when I came to you, I wanted to get to the root of my physical body stuff. And I, I was very numb in the sense of like, I mean, I wasn't crying. I wasn't feeling, I just felt like numb. And I remember like, those are kind of my intentions going into it. Like I want to feel again and I want to heal my body. Like, like, and <laughs> it's like the whole time I mean, we, we talk about everything else. Right. <laughs> like, and I think that's the thing that people don't get. Like, and people ask me how I got through Lyme so quickly. Um, like I didn't, I didn't do any of the Lyme stuff. Like I, I just got, like, we talked about everything else. <laughs> well, that's like the funniest part of the word. Cause I have to like, I probably didn't give you like proper warning. Cause I'm just in my own world, yeah. but like, but many times people come with like a pain point in their life, right. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Um, but the, how to fix it is not to talk about that. Right. Exactly. So many times it's like looking at all the other things that are causing you to say, this is what's bothering me and to go to work on all those other things that you're not seeing that are causing that. And then it shifts the vibration. Like this is why we had to get out of our linear mind. Right. Cause nothing is linear. Like healing is not linear. Like none of it makes linear sense. So if you keep approaching, you know, your spiritual awakening or your healing from this linear mindset, you're just missing, right? Like so many pieces of the puzzle, because the more I do this work, the more I'm like, whoa, like, because it's not linear, like no one's going to like, think that this is affecting that. Right. And so that's why we have to open up our heart spaces and open up our intuition, because we have to start to connect the dots beyond the linear. And I think there'll be more of that so that we can't just blindly rely on our minds anymore. Right. We have to turn on this other part of ourselves so that we can track this stuff the way that it actually happens. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people I talk to have all these different health issues that they're trying all the things for and they just, they move and it all goes away. And, Mm -hmm. and it was just like, that was not the city for you. Like those were not the friends. like, it's like just, Oh, I just literally had to move, you know? And it, it just, it doesn't make any sense, but it, the body is telling you when, uh, I, when it's not the right thing, right. When it's not an alignment for you. So it's very interesting, but I, I want to, I know we're getting to the end and I can't leave this without talking to you about numbers. Uh, (laughs) and so I'm curious if you want to, I've talked a bit about like the numerology and the, 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 numbers and all the codes going on, but I want you to share a little bit about like, we're in a really, I mean, right now, as we talk, we're like in the middle of this really powerful, um, two, 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 two portal. Um, but I'm curious, like from a numerological frequency code perspective on your end, um, what, what do you feel like are the energies going on right now? This will come out in March or like what you see happening in March or like just kind of this year. So the two is, you know, definitely relationship. It's definitely divine feminine. It's definitely flow states, right? Connection with self, like going within. We, you know, we've all been in masculine energy for so long. So this is really the portal into like that divine feminine energy within ourselves, right? And within the collective. So it's a great year to like put your hand off the throttle of life and, and go within and do this deep inner work. Um, whenever we have a lot of numbers, like the same numbers together, just amplifies, you know, what that number is. And, um, and we, you know, when a code has four of the same number, 
um, that's really a divine number. So like angel numbers come in threes and, um, spirit numbers come in twos and then divine numbers come in fours. And that is a potent like number, right? So it's just coming from divine orchestration of basically like, we have to integrate all of the lessons of this number. Like this is the year, this is the energy. We have the collective energy to integrate, um, to integrate that. So it's, it's just, a powerful time to move into what we've been talking about for a long time with the divine feminine. Right. And really understanding, like, even when we got to the year 2000, it's like, okay, it's a, you know, it's a two number. This is really, I feel like the portal into the actuality of it. So we've been like in the beginning of the tunnel, right. For like 20 some years. And now it's like, okay, we're really entering this. So we can ask ourselves like, where within myself do I need to relax into flow? Do I need to surrender? Do I need to release? Right. Do I need to nurture myself? Right. Other people like nurture my own, you know, evolution, my own expansion, all of that kind of stuff. Um, the numbers are really important. I started seeing numbers back in like 2017 and now they just talk to me and they talk to me in sentences. Um, I just actually finished a little mini course on it for anybody that's interested um, in understanding like the difference between divine numbers and angel numbers and then, um, spirit numbers. And there's like a guidebook of like how, like I particularly read numbers. Um, but it comes in sentences like, and so I talk to people about like how they can, you know, form these sentences themselves. Cause sometimes like we'll see a code or a number and we're like, Oh, I know what that number means. Or, Oh, that's interesting. But the level of communication that is possible is so much more than that. Like you can literally just start receiving sentences like in guidance. Mm -hmm. So not just the flavor of the number, um, which is kind of exciting, right? Because it's it's like having a billboard everywhere all the time, everywhere you go, just saying, go left, go right. This is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. This is where you need to go. Um, so I think it's an important time for people to embrace the numbers. And I think it's important. I think a lot more people are. Um, but it's important. They really want people to be able to have that open line of communication with them. Meaning like, yeah. we're not just going, Oh yeah, it's a number two, but like to get to a vibration where you're literally seeing them like all the time and you're, and you're getting the sentences where like, they don't, they're not just saying like, Oh yeah, it's about divine feminine. They're saying this for you is about this and you need to go here. And, and they're saying that that's available to everybody all the time, right? That you're going to, your intuition is going to basically connect with the vibration of the angels. And there'll be a direct like energy cord, right? Energy line between this connection and communication. So they hope that more people move into that. Yeah. Well, it's something that's hard for me to, uh, you're so you like activated this within me, like, and I don't know if it's anything like, it's just intuition where it switched from. It's, it's not just like looking at angel numbers. It's like, I can take any license plate and it's just, a, it's just like a sentence or a word, but mm -hmm. I'm not the way I receive the information. It's not like I'm breaking apart the number. It's just like, I know like the whole thing is yeah. the message, you know? So, awesome. um, so it's like, and and I just wanted, I had this great one. I have to tell you. <laughs> so I took a picture of this license plate and it says five HRS six, two, eight, five hours, six, 28. And I was like, like that specific, like five hours, like yeah. six, two, eight. Um, and I'm sure 
you slash everybody else could figure out what happened in five hours. <laughs> One part of my life, part of my life opened up in five hours, it's but it's so like, awesome. it could be that specific, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so where can people get that mini course? Um, it's on my website, the soul frequency under the courses page. So there's like a short masterclass about it. And then there's the whole guidebook with all of the numbers, how you can break them down. Okay, perfect. All the numbers, numbers queen over here. Well, I, I know you have, um, another round of the soul frequency experience coming out soon. So can you just tell people a little bit about what that is exactly? Yeah, it's basically just a container for having a safe place to raise your frequency. So the cool thing about it is it's small group. It's less than 15 people always, um, sometimes even more like 10 people. And it's all soul family. So I curate the group um, based on people being in the same soul family. So even if we don't recognize each other in this human life, we've traveled together and I'm connecting the energy of each of the participants to amplify the energy of the group. So if we can shift, you know, one-on-one, we can shift 10 on one faster, right? So when we connect energy, we are supporting each other's expansion. And one of the cool things that happens in there is that people hold codes for different people. So when we're soul family and we come, you know, across soul family, like that can unlock codes for us. So, so aside from what I'm doing and unlocking things for people, like certain people unlock each other in the group. And so there's just like an amplification, you know, of energy effect. And so, um, it's a super tight portal. Um, it's six weeks. We stay super connected. Um, we chat 24 seven, and we move a lot of energy. It's pretty awesome. Some people like discover their whole soul purpose and start to build a business around it. Like it all happens really quickly. We've had people buy new houses. We've had people leave marriages like within the six weeks. Like it's, it's a pretty powerful catalyst for moving you into alignment. So if you don't want to move into alignment, it's not for you. <laughs> don't jump in um, unless you're ready. Because <laughs> it's going to move you into alignment. Um, yeah. But it's, it's you know, everybody who's ever been a part of the container, like just feels like there's no words for it. Like it's just something really powerful in people's lives. And that energy continues to just amplify as they leave the container. Yeah. Well, we'll put all the information in the show notes and everybody can check it out. And I um, can speak from experience that Shauna is an accelerated path, (laughs) an accelerated path and a catalyst for sure. Uh, So I'm, I'm sure it'll be very magical. Uh, And I just am so grateful that you came back on the podcast and we got to chat some more. You've been so I don't even know what the word is just like instrumental for me in my own journey. And I, I really wouldn't be here without your support. So I'm just so grateful for you. Um, and I just love you so much. So thanks for being here. I love you too so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm so proud of everything that you are building and creating in the world. It's so awesome. Thank you. Huge thank you to Shauna for coming on the podcast and sharing her amazing energy and so much wisdom. Be sure to connect with her further. You can find her on Instagram at the soul frequency. Her website is thesoulfrequency.com. You can find her book there as well. Her book is incredible. You can find her on YouTube, youtube.com slash Shauna Lee, the soul frequency. All of her links will be in the show notes. And if you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag 
at Christina the channel pod and tag Shauna at the soul frequency so we can say thank you and repost you. It always means the world when you guys share the episodes on social media. It helps us spread the word about the podcast. And also if you listen to this and you feel it could help somebody in your life or they might find it interesting, be sure to, you know, send them a link, send them a little love that way. And that's how we can help grow our community as well. So always appreciate those shares. And I'm sure the people who are on the receiving end of free content, that's really helpful in supporting deep transformation. We'll appreciate that as well. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.